Hi, everyone. This is Deidre Kindred, your nurse advocate, coming to you this evening with Health Chats Among Friends. So tonight, I'm very honored and blessed to have my friend Brent Bosque. 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 See, I knew I was going to. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Texan Bosque. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So Brent is with In Good Hands BLS, which is basic life support. So we are so honored to have him here tonight. So Brent, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you again, Deidre. Um, you know, I'm super excited to be on your podcast and on your show. Um, you know, I'm, we were able to connect about a month ago and, you know, hit it off from the beginning. So you're an inspiration. So, um, you know, once again, thanks for uh, having me on. So, of course, my name is Brent. Uh, I'm co-founder of In Good Hands BLS. Uh, it's a CPR training, education, equipment, and consulting business that uh, I and another co-founder who's a JPS nurse uh, came up and, and brought in together. Uh, my career, my background started out in the Arlington Fire Department. Uh, right out of 18, right out of high school, I became an Arlington firefighter. I uh, went straight to the busiest station in the, the city and one of the busiest in the state, running over 7,000 calls a year. So a lot of our calls and, you know, a lot of our volume was emergency medical services. So, uh, you know, my background is definitely EMS, working in any emergencies, whether that be full arrest, uh, first aid calls, uh, and everything, you know, from fires to extrications, the whole nine yards, right? So, you know, my knowledge and everything I've learned is pretty, you know, fully encompassed from all emergency aspects. Um, you know... At, towards the end of my uh, seven or eight year tenure in the Arlington Fire Department, I started about thinking a company, thinking of a company uh, that was kind of built off of the things that I saw uh, that happened out in public. And not only when it comes to CPR in general, but first aid, emergency calls in general, right? Um, you know, the last seven, after the seventh year, uh, I started getting frustrated um, in a way. You know, I started seeing out in public, uh, and it, was a, it wasn't a frustration towards the public or towards healthcare providers, but I realized that, you know, there was a, a missing translation, a lack of knowledge and education uh, out in the field when it came to working full rest or working, you know, basic first aid events. And it wasn't an issue I saw with the people because people want to help. Uh, people are passionate. People always want to help. Um, but I realized it, it started at the grassroots of the training. Who's teaching these people? Um, you know, what tools, what equipment are provided to everybody out in the public, whether they're healthcare providers or, uh, you know, regular civilian responders. Um, and so, you know, as I started digging into it a little more, um, Janet, uh, she's the RN. Uh, at JPS, she's been a nurse educator for 35 years, and she's also my aunt. Um, we started brainstorming. We we're like, you know, she saw the need for it. Also, she had taught uh, healthcare CPR, um, emergency medical, uh, for over 20 years. So, you know, we really started brainstorming. We we're like, let's get a company together where we not only 
provide um, the CPR AD first aid training to healthcare, but to public and really encompass everything that it includes, not just the training, but the equipment that's needed, uh, the, the emergency action plans to put these things in place because, you know, training is just one thing, but being able to have the equipment and being able to really, uh, you know, use it, it, it's a whole nother ball game. And so, uh, you know, over the last two or three years, uh, we've really started to build this program up. Really, we, uh, you know, went full time into business back in June of 2020. And so we are still fairly new, uh, but it's a program and a, you know, a company that one is, you know, very near and dear to my heart because of, uh, you know, what I've seen, what I do, our skill sets and the ability, you know, education we have to teach others uh, to respond adequately to these, you know, emergency medical situations out in public or, you know, in a clinic or hospital. Right, right. Well, I think what you do is amazing, first of all, and I want people to know that it's not hard. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's, it's not, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I think everybody should know some basic CPR, especially moms, new moms. Oh, yeah, new moms. You know, my the sky's the limit when I start, start thinking about, you know, classes that you can, you know, help people with or reach out to people if you're not already doing it. Um, new moms, people in churches. I mean, yeah, the, those I mean, first few minutes are so important. Yeah, and exactly. You know, you said it right there. It takes an average of seven minutes for the first ambulance or fire truck to arrive on scene after somebody's called 911. So that tells you, you know, how long you have and, you know, how long you need to prepare for these certain events. It's crazy. You know, the first seven minutes are some of the most crucial minutes that, uh, you know, can, you can really take into account in saving somebody's life. Um, you know, within the first five or seven minutes, without uh, going into too much technical detail, um, you know, cardiac rhythms, the two most shockable rhythms are most likely seen within the first three minutes. So getting an AD on board, starting compressions early, um, or even working on your basic first aid skills and, you know, uh, applying bandages, doing tourniquets, splints, uh, all these things can greatly uh, affect the outcome of a patient's, you know, well-being and survival. Right, right. I think it's super important to have it anywhere. So a prime example, when I worked in the ICU um, at a few hospitals here in the great Fort Worth, (laughs) it was such a difference from somebody who was resuscitated versus somebody who you didn't know how long they had been laying there. The outcomes were so drastically different. And I think it's so important. I think they should teach CPR in schools. Yeah, do they even do? I think it should be a part of the curriculum. Period. Incorporated yeah. in the healthcare class. Do they still do healthcare classes? <laughs> they do. You know, health is still there. Um, you know, CPR. From what I know, there are some classes in high school that still teach it. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that, of course, I want to make your listeners and viewers aware of. Um, you know, getting these classes. Obviously, getting them is important, but then also who you're getting them from. You know, one of the very first issues uh, we saw when we started this business um, were people out there who were teaching CPR, were teaching people to use AEDs or first aid events, 
they had no experience in actually running these calls and events ever. And so, you know, it's always kind of one of those things. I equate it to a skydiver, right? Um, or you want to learn uh, how to skydive from a very, you know, uh, educated, you know, 10 year, 20 year skydiver or yeah. someone who's never done it before. Um, yeah, that day. is. That's a very important point. That is a very important point. I like that because it matters where your instruction is coming from. Because Absolutely. sometimes if someone's never experienced it and they just are reciting from a video or a book or, or something like that, when the real deal happens, oh, yeah. you know, so I love the scenarios that, um, a lot of the classes, you know, say you're at a park, you know, and you're jogging or something like that. And then you see a fellow jogger go down. What is the first thing you do? So I like the scenarios too, because that's real life. And that's when it happens, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things, you know, um, we, we definitely keep one of our core values is all of our instructors we have are firefighters and nurses with, uh, you know, lots of experience in running these events and calls. One of the biggest things, no cardiac arrest, no first aid scene is ever the same. Um, but having the instructors and, you know, the experience and knowledge of running these calls, we can better prepare, you know, our students who have maybe done it before, um, who, you know, may already be in the healthcare field to some that have never, you know, have never seen anybody go down, even faint or, you know, a small uh, first aid event that may happen. So what I hear you saying is, is that when someone is searching for a class, ask about the instructor's experience and background. Absolutely. That's 100%. what I heard. <laughs> yeah, yes. you know, it's, it's one of those things. I think uh, most people who try to find these classes, um, uh, you know, don't realize that these instructors don't need to have any type of background or experience. Um, it's the same thing as if you're getting a, a contractor for your home. You, you want to see a background in, in their work and, you know, what type of work they've done in the past before you let them uh, work on your own stuff. So definitely, you know, it, it's um, making sure people understand that, you know, you need to find an instructor that's vetted, uh, that has lots of knowledge and experience. Well, I love it. So how did you guys come up with the name In Good Hands? <laughs> you know, that was probably a, uh, just a brainstorming, um, I would say, you, you know, one of the days me and Janet made up and what are we going to call it, you know, going back and forth over text. Um, you know, I think I came up with it out of the blue, just as kind of, uh, kind of not a funny joke, um, but it makes sense, you know, uh, you know, our goal was to make sure our students and our clients knew uh, that they were in good hands when they, you know, bought equipment from us, when they, you know, bought a training curriculum from us. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of that little funny pun, of course, because, you know, with CPR and first aid events, you are working with your hands too. So um, you know, I think it kind of works out well and it kind of sticks with uh, what we do our business. Right. Love it. Love it. So I'm going to bring up a hot topic. Yeah, um, so how are you guys working with in this season of COVID with your classes? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, definitely at the beginning of COVID, uh, things definitely slowed down. And that's when we really first opened up to the public for these classes, not small healthcare events. Um, 
You know, our classroom holds 20 to 24. Um, at the beginning of COVID, we maximized it at eight. Uh, that was our max capacity at that time. Uh, now things have started to uh, open up a little more. So we're back to 12 or 16, depending on if it's an organization that works together already. Uh, you know, masks are still required. That's still going to be a requirement, um, you know, for time coming. Who knows when that'll end. Uh, but we definitely, you know, keep the COVID precautions in mind. Um, we can't neglect, uh, you know, one, scientific evidence and then uh, the general population's well-being. Um, so, you know, definitely everything's uh, sanitized after every use. Uh, everybody has their own individual mannequins. You know, everything is very uh, secluded and keeps everybody as safe as possible. Now, obviously, there are some um, there's skills and things that we have to do which involve two or three people. But I believe as long as we keep, you know, masks on, everybody's got hand sanitizer, everybody's um, all right with working together, it, it provides a safe uh, environment. Now, what is some good advice you would give someone who is, you know, say an event happens during our season of COVID? What would be a good um, tip that you would enforce or educate on as far as CPR? Yeah, absolutely. That's another good point. Um, you know, and this was kind of my view even before COVID. Uh, when we're talking about doing CPR, uh, most likely this is, and we're talking about public CPR, right. you know, where mouth to mouth may come into play, right? Uh, mouth to mouth is still taught. Uh, it, the skill isn't actually done as often anymore. But um, my point of view personally, uh, and what I teach my students, is one, you have to protect yourself. Uh, and that COVID or not, you are number one, because if you can't protect yourself, how can you take care of somebody else at that point? So, you know, whether it's unknown if the person who went down has COVID or any other disease that you may not know of, right. um, if you're uncomfortable with doing that mouth to mouth, that's perfectly fine. Continual chest compressions uh, do wonders. Uh, people don't realize how important continual chest compressions are. So, you know, that's one of the things I push. If you're, if you're ever out in public, uh, you feel uneasy about doing mouth-to-mouth, -mouth, that is okay. Doing continual chest compressions until first responders get on scene will do wonders for that patient at the end of the day. Absolutely. Great answer. Great answer. So, um, Another question would be, is that how are you spreading the word about what you guys do? Because I know it's a lot of home health professionals that sometimes yeah. they have a little bit of difficulty finding a reputable CPR um, business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's funny you brought it up. You know, we started out with social media marketing. That's probably one of our biggest right now that have... Uh, you know, definitely brought in uh, individuals that need their uh, basic life support, healthcare, CPR need. Um, another great thing that, you know, we just got accepted into uh, TCC and the Small Business Administration oh, created. That's an event. great. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Everyday Entrepreneur Venture Fund Program. Okay, okay. And so it was a long vetting process. You know, it, it took me about four or five months. 
um, to get in. But now uh, I've been accepted in the program where, you know, we've created a really tight relationship between in good hands, uh, the small business administration, specifically Tarrant counties, and then Tarrant uh, County College. We've all come together, you know, uh, they're going to help us uh, market, get our names out there, the small business administration. Congratulations. Um, yeah, awesome. thank you. You know, it's, it's a huge opportunity um, because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I still think of myself as a fireman and not a, a businessman or a, a marketer, right? And so, right. Um, you know, as of right now, it, it's still been a lot of social media. Uh, you know, we're starting to finally get referrals and a lot of, you know, uh, word of mouth, uh, which is great. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, you know, anybody and everybody, we go out into public, we, you know, make ourselves known, introduce ourselves, drop off. Uh, you know, goodies to different offices, but, um, you know, definitely the home health, it, it, you know, you brought it up. It, it's kind of a hard um, niche to get into because everybody is almost individual. Everybody's kind of, you know, uh, have to take care of it on their own. So social media has been our best way to, to reach out to these individuals. Yes, that's how I found you. Um, yeah. And I, it was just so happened I needed my renewal and you did amazing. It was it was very comfortable. I felt safe. I didn't feel pressured. And, you know, you sometimes even healthcare providers, they get that anxiety feeling, you know, oh, when yeah. they go to renew their CPR or take CPR for the first time, anybody. Sometimes it's that you know, anxiety that, but you guys were very patient, very thorough, I must say. Yeah, and, yeah I appreciate it. Was, it. it was great. It was great. So I would tell anybody, you guys are my uh, CPR <laughs> instructors now. <laughs> well, of course, you know, when I'm teaching a, a seasoned nurse, ICU nurse specifically, uh, it makes my job a lot easier, right? <laughs> I think our class you know, it was supposed to be an hour and a half or two hours. It ended yeah. up being, what, three and a half? Because yeah. you just, uh, we ended up talking, you know, about all the calls, all the yeah. you know, things yeah. we've been on, but, awesome. you know, yeah, it's been great. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, that's our goal. Uh, I tell everybody at the beginning of our class, too, um, when any of my instructors are teaching, most of them are firefighters, others are nurses, uh, Janet's, like, you know, I said, Marian, mm -hmm. uh, we're an open book. I have nothing to hide. I, you know, some things may come out uh, pretty blunt and honest, but I believe that's the way uh, you have to get through to people. Um, not everything, you know, especially these uh, first aid CPR events, they're not pretty. Um, the best thing I can do is prepare somebody a little bit mentally for these situations. Know, know what you're getting into before they happen. Um, because I don't want there to be any surprises. Uh, I want everybody to be as comfortable and confident um, leaving my office, uh, leaving the classroom, and then be comfortable and confident actually working that scene. Right, right. Yeah, with me being seasoned, I've taken a lot of CPR classes. I even taught CPR myself, and I really enjoyed my time there. Like I said, I can't iterate enough how thorough and comfortable I was, and it was very professional. Um, it was great. I, I can't say enough about it, and I love what you're doing uh, for the public. Yeah, I, you know, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, especially coming from you, uh, I saw, you know, us talking back and forth. Uh, it, it was easy to see your passion um, for advocacy, uh, it, you know, and I know I've told you this before, but 
um, the position and roles you're filling right now are, um, you know, so instrumental, so important, uh, you know, it, you're one of the first I've seen to create this business and this organization to go out and really advocate for people on a one-on-one -on -one personal basis, um, not through, you know, whether it be a hospital um, or, it, you know, any personal doctor. Uh, you know, I think what you're doing uh, on a personal level uh, allows for that honesty and the ability to um, seriously and honestly advocate for these patients. I, I think it's great, and you know, work, the work you're doing is awesome too. Well, thank you. It's not about me tonight. It's about you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You deserve recognition too. Oh goodness, goodness. Well, I had another question, but it just left my brain with all of that <laughs> <laughs> wonderful recognition. Thank you. Yeah. It's a work of the heart. It really is. I love what I do. And I love seeing that light bulb go on when I'm explaining something to someone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. not in a non-judgmental way. So that's important. Yep. Yeah. It's, you know, the same thing with us. Uh, I think, you know, one, you know, another one of our biggest struggles is uh, combating what people see on TV. Reading oh my goodness, hot topic. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure people bring up all the time, uh, you know, well, this is how they did it in Grey's Anatomy for you. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, you know what? I cannot watch those shows. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny because I remember um, I was watching the, it was either House or Grey's Anatomy or one of them. And somebody was on the ventilator or they were doing CPR or something. I'm like, uh, mm -mm, that, uh -uh. Yep. This, and my sister goes, I cannot watch these shows with you. It's entertainment. <laughs> I was like, it ain't entertainment to me because it's just like, they're doing that all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's, uh, you know, it's totally different. It's, oh my goodness you know, gracious. Yeah. Well, I wish, uh, you know, being a firefighter was like being on Lone Star 911 or whatever it may have been. It, it's uh, yeah. the scenes and everything are just right. So I'm like, and everybody's so crisp and clean and pristine. And <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. That ain't how it happens. There's a whole lot more stuff involved. Yeah. Yeah. Doing yeah. Uh, CPR out in Texas when it's 110 degrees is not. A uh, pretty event at all. Or even when it's cold, you know, because yeah. we do get a little bit of a chill here. We just had that bad storm, but um, yeah, it's not, you know, and then being outside of the hospital is even different and more detrimental can be if you don't act and remain calm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's such, you know, that's and we keep talking about things you know I, I like to bring up in our classes but it's true um you know that goes back to being able to help yourself before you can help someone else yeah these events um cardiac arrests uh you know seizures strokes everything in between um you know anaphylaxis things like that right. uh, they're scary events um mm -hmm. people's lives are on the line right. it's one of those things one you know Helping somebody in an event like this is, at the end of the day, does not come natural to anybody. Uh, it's something that's acquired over time, yeah. right? It's something, you know, once you see it do it so many times, it starts getting easier and easier. Right. And so, right. you know, 
providing this quality training, um, you know, you pretty much want to train until you can't sell anymore. And, you know, that's what we work on. That's what we try to provide uh, is the best quality training with the best quality mannequins with the most up-to-date, you know, AED equipment and things like that, or what they're going to see in real life. Okay, you know I'm going to bring up another hot topic. Let's hear it. So, uh, American Heart versus non-American Heart. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a good one. So you want to make sure. So let's talk about that a little yeah. bit because there's a lot of companies out here. Absolutely. So um, let me preface by saying uh, we are a training center through the American Heart Association, mm -hmm. the Red Cross, and the American Safety and Health Institute. Uh, I think those three programs and three organizations are great in their own specific ways. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we are talking about healthcare provider basic life support or ACLS or PALS, uh, it's imperative that I, you know, try to reach out to people and let them know the American Heart Association is the front runner, you know, the leader of these trainings. Uh, they've got they've got the you know the highest standards uh, training. Um, out of all three programs, I believe you know one of them is it, you have to have some sort of experience uh, in the field before you can teach these classes. Um, so there's there's more checks and balances with HA, and you know I believe it's it's one of the more accredited programs uh, for all hospitals, for all doctors' offices, clinics, home health, uh, nurses, uh, anybody in the medical profession in general. Um, you know I do notice a difference in other trainings because I mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you how many knockoff programs there are right. and you know another one that kills me is when uh uh people want to get online certifications for these programs um they ask me about them and then, that's you a know. hot topic too that that, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. that that kind of bothers me because it's almost like oh wait till i get online and and google it or whatever before i administer because the real thing is the real thing there's nothing that replaces yeah. that um, I, I don't care if someone goes down on you you want to be able to act right not like oh well they did it like this online to me that's almost yeah. going along with the television shows yeah because you know <laughs> oh yeah exactly yeah. i mean and especially uh that tells me you know if somebody's doing it online how many of these uh online classes that take two or three hours are we really paying attention to? Um, so not only do we lose skills, but then we lose the attention spans of everybody who's watching them. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, most people who may just do online are there for a card, but when something really does happen, you know, what experience or training are they really going to have? Right. And so, uh, you know, it, it's just like being an RN or, or being in a firefighter. Uh, you have to have skills that have to be in person. Uh, firefighters and nurses, when it comes to CPR, we do the same things as we would do in public if we weren't uh, healthcare providers, right? right? The public has the same abilities we do. And so, you know, uh, making it a reminder that, hey, uh, these skills are needed in person um, by an accredited organization such as the AHA uh, are imperative. Uh, luckily, most healthcare organizations are pretty strict on requiring the American Heart Association. 
Um, so, you know, that's one of the good things. But yeah, especially for public, uh, people who don't have any background in it. Um, you know, it's one of the hardest things to get through people's head that, hey, you know, I know this online certification will get what you need, but are you really getting anything out of it? So I can think of at least two important questions to ask whether I'm a healthcare professional or a, a person that, that is not in the healthcare profession. Number one is, you know, what is the background of your instructors and the experience? And then number two, is it American Heart Association? And you mentioned Red Cross and a couple other ones, but that would yeah. be two of the main. What would be uh, another question that you would think someone needs to ask when they're looking for a... So, you know, I think you hit some of the big ones on the head. Um, uh, I would say when we're talking about those certifications, you know, you want to make sure, one, you're going into the right class. Uh, is this the right class for me? Uh, one of the largest, uh, one of the biggest issues I see is people wanting to take these classes, but they're unsure of what they should be taking or what they should be doing. Um, anybody that's looking to go into the healthcare field or maybe you've already kind of dipped their toes in it, um, they're looking for public CPR. Well, you know, you, at this point, you're becoming a healthcare provider. So it's better to have basic life support. Um, and then, yeah, you know, what programs are you uh, teaching? Um, and it goes beyond CPR too. The American Heart Association, the American Red Cross, and American Safety and Health Institute all offer different programs that aren't just CPR. Um, you know, there's a lot of great programs out there also. But yeah, um, those two are probably the biggest. Um, also, I would say, you know, the next question I get uh, from everybody is, all right, um, well, what is this class? Who is it from? And how long does it take? Mm -hmm. How long does each class take, right? Mm -hmm. I tell them, you know, it's most classes do take uh, between four and six hours for new certifications. Um, because, you know, with us, uh, we don't cut corners. I, I want to make sure you're getting the best experience, uh, the most knowledge you can in that period. Um, you know, one of my biggest fears is for one of my students uh, to go across one of these scenes and have to work on a patient and not, you know, not have the knowledge or the ability to do it. Um, and they come back to me and they're like, you know, Brent, I failed on this. You know, I don't know why. So, you know, every class we teach, uh, we make sure everybody's comfortable and confident with what they're doing. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I think that's so important because you walk away knowing that you can make a difference in someone's yeah. life when they most need it. Yeah. And then, you know, another question that I think about, too, is that you're very cost effective. I want to mention that um, I, we're not going to talk about the cost, but it's worth every single penny. Absolutely. And it's, um, it's very cost effective. If, if you want to mention the cost, you can, but uh, I just want um, to say yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I'll just kind of talk about it for a second. Uh, we do our best to keep it, uh, these classes reachable for anybody um, of any income. Uh, I don't make these classes super expensive. Um, you know, in my opinion, our, our quality of teaching uh, uh, is worth a lot. You know, it really is. My instructors, I'm proud of it's worth a lot. But at the end of the day, uh, we have to make these classes available for anybody, um, regardless of how much money they have or they don't have. Right. Uh, it's important that everybody has the same skills. So yeah, you know, we keep we make sure to keep our costs uh, below all of our competitors. That's that's one of our number ones. Um, 
because I want to make sure that everybody can attend our classes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's important to me. Um, you know, I've, I've come across situations where students weren't able to pay day of. And at the end of the day, I care about these students getting training, right? Um, so, you know, on a couple different occasions, we've been able to fund the cost because it, it really matters uh, for our students and for us uh, to get the quality education that they deserve. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one last question um, or comment, rather. I believe that if you are a human being that's in contact with other human beings, you owe it to yourself to take a CPR class. Learn Absolutely. the basics. Just do it for yourself or the benefit of the ones you love. Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, that is everybody. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, most full arrests happen in the home. Right. Um, you know, a majority of them do. And so being able to have these skills, and, you know, you brought up earlier uh, new moms, um, new dads, you know, oh, this yeah. is something that, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a father yet, but I know, you know, one day, <laughs> I, you know, you if I were to put myself in somebody else's shoes who doesn't have this experience, right. it'd be scary. So yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, right. Everybody, anybody, we have classes available for public, for healthcare provider, uh, and, and we special cater any classes for groups, you know, whether if it's That's new moms, babysitters. Right. So oh, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Brent, thank you for this. This has been amazing talk, if I should say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone wanted to learn more about your classes, when are you uh, instructing? How? What is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, in good hands, we take, we take care of all of our certification training needs, all of our CPR, first aid equipment needs and then consulting for any businesses who uh, need emergency action plans put in place. Uh, the easiest way to contact us is through our website. It's www.ingoodhandsbls.com. And then there's a, uh, a contact page where you can put all of your information in uh, as much or as little as you want. And you know, I make sure within uh, 12 to 24 hours that you get a response uh, from one of us. So that, that would be the easiest way to get a hold of us. Yes, and you guys are very informative and very responsive because I had a question later on after I signed up and he was right on top of it. So please, 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 if you are a human being with a heart, you need to contact Brent at ingoodhandsbls.com. It'll be well worth your time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. Thanks yes. for having me over there. No problem. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to Health Chats Among Friends, where we bring you reputable resources in your local communities. Tune in next time for another amazing resource. Thanks. <laughs>